Welcome to the Sticks and Stones and Broken Bones podcast with Rock Valley Physical Therapy. When you're looking for solutions to pain, we are here to help. Whether success for you means lifting a grandchild, getting back to work, or simply walking up the stairs without pain, Rock Valley Physical Therapy is here to help with compassionate, expert clinicians whose goal is to make care as fun and easy as possible. Each episode, we will spend time learning from healthcare providers and patients in hopes of offering solutions to your own aches and pains. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sticks and Stones and Broken Bones podcast, hosted by Rock Valley Physical Therapy, out of the Greg Monson Recording Studio in Waukee, Iowa. This is Sam Huey coming to you. Um, it is three degrees currently where we're at right now. I think the feels like temperatures like negative ten maybe with the wind. So it's pretty nasty. Um, so we're staying inside. We're staying warm today. Uh, we're going to talk about a topic that some of you may have heard of, but I'm guessing a lot of you are not familiar with. Maybe you're only listening to this because you see the title and you are interested in it. Um, but we're going to talk about vestibular migraines today. So this is something I know almost nothing about. Um, so thanks to my colleague here, Chris Cass, we're going to learn a little bit more. I promise I will have no uh, no problem playing dumb today on this one, just asking questions. So um, Chris, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You bet. So Chris, Chris works with me in, in Waukee. Um, every day so he gets to put up with me all the time sits across the office for me so Chris tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into PT in general and then maybe more specifically how you got into the vestibular world yeah definitely so I kind of had an idea that I wanted to be something in the medical field since seventh grade so uh, I didn't want the responsibility of someone potentially passing away due to something that I did so I thought physical therapy was a pretty safe route um, Plus, I was very active in sports and just working out and being healthy. So, uh, started looking into that. Went to Grandview University for my undergraduate in kinesiology and health promotion, and graduated there in 2016. And then started PT school at Des Moines University for three years and graduated in 2019. So, been doing this almost three years now and. Um, I kind of got started into the vestibular um, headaches realm with my first job with Rock Valley and Cedar Rapids. Uh, shout out to PCI Vestibular Therapy out there. Um, so they specialize in seeing dizziness and jaw pain and head and neck, um, as well as some Parkinson's stuff. And uh, that kind of piqued my interest and wanted me to learn more about it and try to grow more. And uh, it was an interesting topic that was not talked about a whole lot in PT school so that kind of made me want to learn more and and develop more skills there so that's kind of how I got started into it yeah for those of you listening you you learn just the very base, basics of, of that type of physical therapy when you're in uh, PT school and Chris was an intern with us at our West Des Moines clinic um, probably didn't see a sing- singular vestibular case there, or not many, I'm guessing. I think I had one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of got thrown into the fire there, but had some great mentoring and got to learn uh, learn quickly, it sounds like. Yep. Um, so why don't we just kind of dive into our topic. Um, before we get into the, vis- the specifics of vestibular migraines, why don't you give us an overview of, you know, what are the main types of headaches? Everybody's had a headache at some point in their life. A lot of times people throw around the word migraine for just a headache that's really intense, and that's not always the case. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then, you know, of those, are there certain types that PT does a good job treating? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. So there's several types. Um, some of the more common ones in physical therapy that I think do really well um, with PT interventions is like a tension type headache or uh, sometimes cluster headaches, depending on what's going on with, with that and where it's being derived from, um, as well as like a, what's called a cervicogenic headache, which basically means you can have a, a, a headache coming from stuff going on in your neck. So uh, those are the ones that I've had the most success with. Um, occasionally you can do some stuff with migraine type headaches. Those usually present a little bit differently. Um, they follow a pattern where um, typically they start when you're in your uh, adolescent age, usually around fifth grade is when you might start presenting with, with a migraine. And then it usually follows a course as you as you age. So if you go start off having maybe one or two uh, a month for several years, you'll probably have one or two a month um, unless there's some kind of medical intervention there. Um, the cervicogenic headaches, essentially what comes on with that is you'll feel like pressure in your forehead, along the side of your head. Uh, you may also have um, tension in your neck or like some people describe it as like a knot in their in their neck. Um, those typically can be brought on by stress or posture. If we sit at a desk for long periods of time and um, we get what people like, I don't like this term, but they call it tech neck, where you're kind of in a forward head and slouching. Um, that just leads to a lot of tension in, in those muscles in the back of our neck. And so we just got to get those loosened up and, and treated and usually they respond really well. Yeah. I, th I think tech neck is kind of silly too. I mean, you're in the same posture when you read a book, nobody considers right. <laughs> book technology, but you know, years and years ago, you know, printing on paper was technology that was right, new. So right. they probably blamed it on books then. And yep. now we blame it on iPhones and tablets. Yep. <laughs> um, but we can get into the whole thing of, you know, blue screen and orange screens and lights and yeah. stuff like that too. But maybe that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so within the the umbrella topic of migraines, then mm -hmm. tell us about uh, like what is a vestibular migraine? Maybe what what do these people complain of, or why do they come see you? What's going on? Yeah, so usually a vestibular migraine um, is associated with dizziness. That's really kind of the differentiating differentiating factor between a uh, like an ocular migraine coming from the eyes or just a general run-of-the-mill migraine. Uh, the vestibular migraine, it involves dizziness and people oftentimes when they get a headache will feel off balance or feel like they just foggy and don't feel right. Um, lots of times with movement they'll feel dizzy or off balance like they just can't walk a straight line type of stuff when when they're moving or in like in a moving vehicle you mean or both it can be both okay. yeah i mean tr typically what it is is it it's considered a central disorder which basically means it comes from the brain which makes sense if we have a migraine that's what's being affected uh, with migraines so um, lots of times they'll report i feel like i'm moving or I feel off as opposed to saying the room is moving around me. Um, that's a good differentiator on is this something coming from just the inner ear or is this coming from like a migraine or a brain symptom. Um, it also will oftentimes come with like patients who have maybe a psychoactive disorder like anxiety or depression. 
lots of times that can lead to some of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the tech neck, I'm saying that in quotations because I every time I say it, I cringe a little bit. But On this audio podcast, <laughs> he's thrown up the quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's something where that's kind of what they present like. Their balance is going to feel off. Um, technically, the diagnostic criteria, so when we are looking at is this truly a vestibular migraine? Right now it says 50% of your headaches have to be associated with some form of dizziness. I would say on average, I don't see it that commonly. Or if I do, patients haven't really recognized, okay, I have a headache and I'm dizzy associated with it. Um, Because usually the headache hurts more, but yeah. So just to clarify for my sake, again, I'm I'm not playing dumb. I actually am dumb on this (laughs) stuff. Um, so oftentimes when people get a, a migraine, they have an aura, right? Yeah. With these, it, do they get dizzy and then get the headache or can it go either way? Or how's that work? Good question. It can go either way. So again, the di- the reason why the diagnostic criteria is so vague right now is because they don't really know exactly, they don't have enough data to tell exactly how it's going to present. Mm-hmm. So I've heard... There's studies that say they should have dizziness with the migraine or a headache within 72 hours of having it. So if you think about the amount of things you can do in 72 <laughs> hours. Uh, to make yourself dizzy. To make you, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's, that's where it's kind of tricky. Um, when I'm looking at patients who are saying dizzy or reporting dizziness, a lot of times this is the one that I go to where if I've ruled out anything going on with their inner ear, uh, like a positional vertigo or um, like a weakness in one of their inner ears. If those aren't, uh, if I don't have positive or negating factors for those, and then if they feel, um, if it doesn't quite make 100% sense, like it just doesn't feel super clear, then I might lead more towards the vestibular migraine route. as well as there's some other factors that play into that, but that's kind of how I ease into it. Okay. So have you noticed, are there patterns that people with these types of migraines are triggered by certain things? I mean, do movements trigger them or caffeine like other headaches or what, what do you see there? Yeah, I would say yes. Uh, it just depends on their symptoms. Lots of times I've had patients who, usually it's a younger population, so like high school to 30s, 35s, sometimes it's a little bit older than that too, but um, especially if it's something that hasn't been caught earlier. But um, like, so for example, students, sometimes they'll have a hard time focusing on the board or sometimes they'll have a hard time reading and that'll bring on some dizziness or uh, some headache symptoms. So um, that definitely plays a factor. And that's why I try to be really broad with my examination because I want to see what's, what's bringing on their symptoms as much as I can. And then how do we fix this? Okay. So now we've got somebody in the office. We're quite positive they've got a vestibular migraine. Mm-hmm. You're telling me it's a brain problem. So what, what in the world are we going to do for this person? Yeah. So when I, when I say it's a brain problem, uh, I guess the mechanism is, is more of a, an issue there. So as far as treatment goes, um, I'm looking at doing habituation exercises, which basically means if they're doing something that makes them dizzy, let's do more of it, but in a controlled manner. Um, Usually that helps things calm down. I'll do a lot of hands-on work with them because they're usually having uh, 
neck issues or stuff going on in their neck as well in posture training. Um, so I'll work on that and try to loosen things up and that usually does a pretty good job. Um, dry needling, I, I'm certified in that so I'll do that with patients if indicated and uh, they feel like that might be something they want to try. Um, yeah, and then even just just general strengthening of maybe their lower mid-thoracic type stuff like their middle and lower trapezius muscles. Lots of times when we get in that forward head position, those muscles get weaker. So we want to strengthen those up to pull ourselves back and be able to be in those upright postures for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, some patients doing re- breath retraining, so learning how to breathe through their diaphragm as opposed to their upper chest. Um, you'd be surprised how many people have a hard time breathing through their stomach and uh, really focus on everything being more their neck and, and uh, upper respiratory breathing. So if we can retrain that, that can take away a lot of symptoms too. Yeah, if you can tap into the, the parasympathetic drive a little bit yep. and, you know, kind of the, the fight or flight mechanism that listeners probably have heard of, right? If we can mm-hmm. get that to relax a little bit, focus on the breathing, you know, there's patterns with, with how we breathe when we can breathe diaphragmatically it kind of sends signals and triggers to the rest of our body to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when we go into stressed or panic breathing, we breathe vertically. So you've seen somebody that just gets done running and they're breathing up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the same happens with um, mental or emotional stress. We start to breathe vertically or through our neck muscles and that triggers this feedback loop of, I'm breathing this way so I must be stressed. Yeah. And I'm stressed, so I'm now I'm breathing this way, right? Yep. And so, yeah, diaphragmatic breathing is like the leafy green vegetable. Like, it's good for everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> yeah, you can, always, you can always fall back on leafy green vegetables. <laughs> um, all right, so we've talked about kind of what a vestibular migraine looks like, maybe some of the interventions from a PT perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what other healthcare providers maybe play a role in this, in this treatment? Yeah, good question. It kind of depends. Sometimes just with PT, things get better. Um, if there's something going on where it's driven by like stress or anxiety type stuff, sometimes we'll call in like a neurologist just to rule out anything else. And lots of times they can give medication specific for migraines. Um, so they can do that. Sometimes we'll even just go to family practice if they think maybe we need like a anti-anxiety type med- medication to help. Um, you can also do, depending on what's going on, like a Botox injection and how severe symptoms are. Um, I usually defer to, if we get to that point, I usually defer to the doctor that I'm referring to on what they think is best. Because for me, I don't know all the diagnostic stuff for what, what you need for Botox. Um, but that is an option for migraines. And it's been shown to be pretty effective. Um, so, yeah, those would be probably where I would go next. Yeah, and I mean, psych, psych comes to mind too, you yep. know, or counseling. Um, and I don't know, does, I mean, does diet play a role in this? I mean, it certainly never hurts to have a healthier diet, right? <laughs> um, but if we yeah. think about like how diet, exercise levels, activity levels, and obesity, depression, like there's a lot of linkage there, right? Mm-hmm. So you, I don't know if you've experienced that, but it sure seems like that'd be another thing to consider at least. Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like primarily between PT, neurology, and uh, family practice, these can be managed maybe, uh, treated or managed, would you say, or depending on the situation? 
I like to say treated because for the most part I have patients who they won't have symptoms, uh, but there is always a potential of it coming back. You know, if we get down the line and we start kind of changing those good habits that we've now relearned, Mm -hmm. things may come back. So um, usually what I tell patients when we're getting close to discharge is, you know, I'm I'm realistic that there's probably going to come a time where you're going to say, okay, I'm feeling good. I don't, I don't need the exercises anymore. And that's okay. Just know if it does come back, you can always come back and see me and uh, we can always do a refresher. And lots of times the second time it doesn't take as long because we've already learned those new habits and it's just picking it back up again so right and I'll piggyback off on that is you know in in most states Iowa and Illinois included uh, we do have direct access so in that situation maybe you were referred to Chris or another therapist by a physician the first time go off on your own you do your own thing for a year and you're starting to get symptoms again um, you can go directly back to your therapist with most insurances Um, you know what we do is they can call our office and we can verify that Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if nothing dramatic has changed with your health history, it's a really quick, easy way to get back in and just get things started. You know how long it can take sometimes if you had to get back to the neurologist first. I mean, that could delay everything by three months sometimes, right? Right. And that makes it a heck of a lot harder to treat for us typically. So yeah, um, direct access is a good thing, and, and we are trained to screen and recognize when things are not appropriate for PT and get you off to the neurologist if needed. Mm-hmm. And probably quicker than you could have got in in the first place, realistically, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yep. Um, great, Chris. Anything else that we didn't that we didn't hit on vestibular migraines? No, I think we hit a lot. Uh, typically, at least for prognosis, kind of what I've seen for patients is it can vary between each patient and what's going on. But um, sometimes it can be four weeks. Things are feeling really good sometimes it can be eight weeks or longer it's just kind of a depends on patient and how well we do these exercises but when you think about the amount of of, I don't want to say suffering because that's a very charged term but the amount of suffering people with migraines go through um, four to six weeks is that's that's a godsend right there so a lot of people appreciate that and um, so yeah, my, my goal is just to get people feeling better as quickly as I can and, and hopefully be a resource to them. So Yeah, and ultimately, I mean, you're, you're empowering people. Yes, you're doing things along the way to help them, but ultimately they're, they're treating their symptoms, right? right? Like you're giving them the tools to keep this at bay, you know, yep. at, at bay at worst, I would say, and at mm-hmm. best treated, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, across the board in PT, I think that's what's really cool about a profession. We... We do help with our hands. We help by educating, but ultimately the the person does the work, right? And right. and kind of heals or treats themselves. So yep. So Chris, I think we're going to have to do another one sometime. Uh, hit some of these other headache topics. Yeah, um, for sure. If we can, uh, we can afford to travel you over here to the studio to do yeah. this again. It's a long walk. I don't know. <laughs> you know he rolled his chair about the three revolutions of the tires to get here. So um, maybe not even that. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> But thanks, thanks for being on today. Yeah, anytime. You bet. Thanks, for everyone, for listening. And remember to check out our website at rockvalleypt.com and our Facebook for more information about Rock Valley and all the services that we offer. Rock Valley has over 50 clinics now serving Iowa, Illinois, and Nebraska. Our employees live out our tagline every day with the goal of making better lives. Mm-hmm.